Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. The last few weeks have been weird. They've been weird because for weeks the streets were totally empty and now they're starting to get busier and it's like, is that okay? It just feels still weird. It's weird because the slightest tickle in my throat makes me say, Rona, is that you? (laughs) And it's weird because anytime I'm feeling under the weather, it doesn't matter what, and I mention it to my mom, I feel compelled immediately to say, don't worry though, it's not related to COVID-19. And it's just weird because, you know, I'm wearing a rubber glove to go get my mail. Is that just me? (laughs) It's weird. It's unsettling. And guys, it's sad. And no matter how busy I've kept, there's still that kind of unsettled feeling there. And, you know, I keep thinking about it. And I said it to somebody the other day that it's like this party guest. You know, when you're getting together with a group of really close friends and you've been looking forward to this time to just like relax with people that you're super comfy with. And somebody invites the guest that nobody wants there. Well, that's how I feel about this virus. It's the guest that nobody wants there. And it just keeps butting into conversations at the worst possible time. It's just the kind of it has taken over. But the reality is the show must go on. And for so many in multifamily and housing entrepreneurs, It's business as usual, except that nothing is usual anymore. It doesn't feel usual. In fact, I wanted to share some statistics. In a recent Instagram poll, I asked, how many of you have kept your weekly routine the last few weeks? And 62% said no. In addition to that, let me share a few other ones that I thought were very telling. Do you feel your team has lost steam or motivation? 82% said yes. Have you suffered from decision fatigue? 81, yes. Have you suffered from compassion fatigue? 71%, yes. Do you feel your leaders have done a good job navigating during this time? Surprisingly, 85% said yes. And what has been your coping operating method during this time? And 89% said staying super busy. So guys, today we are talking all things leadership and motivating your team on this new episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. And I'm so glad you're here. You know, I want that to just be, this to just kind of be a chat between friends, just brainstorming, talking through ideas of how we can lead well. And the fact that you're here tells me that you want to lead well and motivate your teams. So if you haven't already, I hope you get a cup of coffee or something delicious that you want to drink, that you get comfy, and that you can settle in for a little bit. Because while I don't claim to have all the answers on leadership, in fact, I'm going to share some of the bumbles in my leadership journey. Um, I have put a lot of work into this, and I've really become a student of this, and I've gathered some of the best resources. I think you guys are going to get some value. I really hope you do. Um, So I'm excited for us to hang out. So here's the deal. A lot of us lead like we've seen others lead. It might have started young. We might have seen our mom lead, our dad lead our family. Did they do that well? That was our first example. Then as we progressed into the workforce, we had managers and leaders, and some set a good pace and some didn't. 
So a small number of people really, like very few actually study leadership, really dive into it. And even fewer have had good examples of impactful leaders. And I would even say a smaller percentage has had the opportunity to be mentored or coached by an extraordinary leader. So what happens is we muddle through leadership. We often feel like a failure when we don't get the results that we want, thinking, man, I should know this. I should know how to lead. I got the title. I'm a leader, right? Why am I not getting the results? And I have to share that. That was my experience for me. You know, I picked up nuggets along the way uh, from leaders. And then I also let a lot of times just my natural tendencies and my personality kind of take charge. And I thought that was the way you do it, right? Lead into your strengths. And most of the time, it just didn't get me the results that I wanted, and I would be frustrated. So and also just kind of as a sidebar, my personality is I love to work hard, but I got I have a hard time communicating exactly what I want. And that was early on in my career, a challenge for me. So let me tell you what happened. A few years back, I said, you know what, I'm getting to an age where, you know, I've fixed a lot of processes, I've fixed a lot of systems, our product is right, why am I still not getting some of the results? And then it was that hard look in the mirror that said, maybe it's me. (laughs) And that hurts, you know, to say that. So a few years back, I started to really study leadership through books, podcasts, I went to a ton of conferences, and that helped. But it's really hard sometimes just through those methods to have that like one-on-one look at yourself. So we're, we kind of tend to be, um, I don't know, we kind of rationalize and we're biased towards ourselves and we put our intentions maybe ahead of what our actions are. So a few years ago, Lauren and I actually made the decision. We came together and we said, you know, we feel our leadership skills have kind of plateaued. Like we need to expand our skills and where are we going to do that? So we decided to hire a business coach and it was probably the best business decision today that we've made. So what I'm excited about today is that while a lot of this has been my own lessons and just kind of hard knocks, a lot of the nuggets that I'm sharing today are actually lessons from my coach. And um, David Bonnie, he is an incredible, incredible coach. His company, Hired to Fit, has really helped us to evolve in our team culture and also in our leadership. So uh, his, his wisdom you'll hear throughout, and then also he's partnered with um, the founders of Five Voices Assessment by Giant. You guys, I'm hoping to have one of um, their co-founders on with us in a future podcast because I think we can really do a deep dive on that. So a lot of the fundamentals that David teaches along with the Five Voices Assessment by Giant is uh, leading by offering a balanced amount of support and challenge. So I want to start there. And if you think about support and challenge and they're sitting on a scale, a lot of us have a natural tendency towards one or the other. So we're either really great supporters and our scale is weighted heavy on support, but we don't offer enough challenge. And so in time, it can lead to an entitled culture. And you might be so shocked because you might be like, I do everything to support these people. And here they like take advantage of me. Again, because there's an improper balance. Or you might naturally lean towards too much challenge, but not enough support, and your teams might start to feel like they never measure up. 
you can also go between the two. You can offer a lot of support, feel like you know, you're not getting the results that you want, and then go to the other side where you're offering so much challenge with no support. And I have to say, I many times vacillated in that way. I lean towards support, but when I don't get the results that I want, then my challenge goes really high. So kind of talking through why your natural tendency is not necessarily the way you wanna lead. So what we're always doing and what David is always challenging us to do, so a good coach challenges and supports, he's always challenging us to calibrate to see if we're providing equal parts support and challenge. So I wanted to start with that philosophy or that principle because you're going to hear me refer to that in a lot of times throughout this podcast is support and balance. So as we're talking about leading our teams, the very first place that we have to dig into is how we lead the most stubborn and temperamental team member that is on our team. I mean, right, we got to start with the hardest. And this is a person that we lead from the minute our eyes open to the minute that they close. And guys, you probably guessed it, that temperamental little jerk, that's us. My alerts are still on. (laughs) That's us, right? So it's been said that in order to lead others, we have to lead ourselves. And um, let me ask you, you know, this is kind of a hard look at, you know, look at ourselves. How well have you led yourself during this time? That's something that I keep asking myself at the end of every week. How well did I lead myself? You know, others have confidence in being led by somebody that is healthy in their personal life and all of their relationships, right? We don't want to be led by somebody that maybe, you know, has a killer workforce, but is falling apart physically or at home, right? We're looking for individuals that are setting the pace because if we see them lead themselves well, if we see that they're working to lead their families well, their communities well, well, heck, that's somebody that I want to follow. So looking at the areas of our life, that's a good place to start is assessing how well am I leading myself. So we're starting with that hard look in the mirror. And you guys are probably going to be like me. You're not going to like what you see. And there's still weeks where I'm just like, man, I don't like that person. Who is she? And why the heck is she showing up again, right? So it starts with that hard look in the mirror. The second thing that I want you guys to focus on is putting on your oxygen mask first. So I want you to pretend for just a moment that you're on a flight. And obviously this is pre-COVID, right? Back when flying was kind of fun and we like to do it. So what is it that the flight attendant always says? I bet you once I start, you guys can finish it. It said, Should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others, right? So the point is you have to put on the oxygen mask first or you're not going to be around to help anybody else with their oxygen mask. And on a plane, that includes parents with their children. In fact, they make a special point to do that. So I want you guys to think about this. In a sense, the cabin pressure in our life has changed and it did suddenly and dramatically. So a lot of us are probably gasping for air at this point, especially the first few weeks. It literally felt like, you know, like that pressure just changed and it's like our reality is not what we knew it to be. So 
the tendency, and I kind of think that if you're listening to this, you probably do this because, again, you're a nurturer, you're a caregiver. The tendency is to put everybody else's mass first in our lives. So for the mamas, it's your kiddos. For maybe, you know, dads, maybe you're looking at, okay, finances, where are we at? And I know a lot of you moms are doing both, right? You're a single mom is doing finances, job, and kids, and everything. For our property managers, you're looking at your teams, your residents, all the while still giving, giving, giving at home. And same thing, real estate, is this industry going to make it? What am I doing? You know, and you're just at the beginning, think back six weeks from, you know, from today back, you know, we, we didn't know and we still don't know, but it's, you know, it's the pressure is leveling out in some ways. So at this point, you might be running out of air if you haven't stopped to breathe, to put on your oxygen mask first. So think about it. To lead yourself well, you have to allow yourself to be human, which is funny because, guys, we are human. (laughs) So when I say allow ourselves, either we will find a way to make space for our reality or our bodies and our minds will make it forced on us, right? So if you're starting to feel crazy fatigued, if you're starting to feel like you're just in a bad mood, like don't talk to me or you know what, this is your body's way of saying, hey, babe, you got to put on your mask first. And being human says it's okay that I don't always know what to do. It's okay that I'm not always in the most positive mood. I mean, even me, I get on our Instagram all the time. There's some days you guys don't see me for a few days. It's because I'm not in the mood. And it's okay to say that you cannot fix every problem that COVID-19 has caused or is presenting. You're going to make mistakes, but that is to be expected. You know, just remember, there's literally no one, maybe a few people that lived in the time where similar things have happened, but nobody has been on the earth that has actually lived through this. So we're just learning. Mistakes are going to be made, right? We're learning. And that's that's an obvious. So remember that you just cannot give something to a team, to a family, if you don't have it to give. And a lot of us are giving from, you know, things that we don't have anymore. So it's time to take a pause. Many of you have been going 110 miles an hour the last few weeks, and you're not taking a pulse to say, hey, how do I feel? So it's time to pause and regroup. And I know for a lot of you, you're thinking, yeah, Barbara, okay, well, how do I do that? I've got three kids at home that I'm homeschooling. We're supposed to be going back to the office. We're short-staffed. One of the light bulb moments that I had last week with our coach, I mean, this is this was gold for me, is it said that what our 100% looked like a couple of months ago is not going to be the same as what it looks like today. So today, it might only look like 80%. Tomorrow, it might look like 70. Maybe I have a really good night's sleep. And Thursday, it looks like Thursday or Friday, it looks like 85, 90. Maybe not. Maybe I get a call that just kind of sets me back. And my 100% that day is coming at 60%. But you know what? That is okay. Because we all only have so much capacity. And that's one thing that David said. He's like, literally, we all only have so much capacity. And now that capacity is being shared at home with your kids during hours you wouldn't normally do. It's being shared with a spouse that you might be sharing home a home with. And maybe there's friction. Maybe your kids are getting on your nerves. Maybe the, you know, the school, the required learning feels ridiculous for what you're trying to accomplish. 
You know, maybe you don't agree with the way your boss is leading right now. So your capacity is going to be limited. We're sharing those resources in a lot of different ways. So back to that support and challenge, what many of us do is many of us dominate ourselves. In other words, we put too much challenge on ourselves. And the fact that so many of you, I'm pointing at my phone, you guys can't see it, but the fact that so many of you said that your coping has been to stay super busy, I get it, that's mine. And it's like, you know, is it the healthier option? Maybe in some ways, but not if it's at the expense of too much challenge that doesn't offer enough support because this is debilitating and tiring. And I've had my burnout moments in the last six weeks thinking, hey, you're superwoman, you can do it. And it's like, why? Who said you had to be? So if you find that you're dominating yourself, in a way that is not healthy, then it's time to really step back. So find time for you, whatever that looks like. It might be literally getting in your car and saying to your spouse, hey, I am going to literally sit in there for five minutes, put my favorite song on and just disconnect and maybe have a glass of wine. Your car's obviously not moving. We're not going anywhere. Or you might be hiding in your closet. I mean, I don't know. Or you might find time to do a Zoom happy hour with your girlfriends if you have that. Or this might be the time that you put your kids in front of another movie for, you know, a half an hour to regroup and gain that sanity. Again, remember, you cannot give what you don't have. So something that I have done is I've made a list on my phone and I named it things that make me happy. So when I'm struggling, I'm going back. And I'm looking at that. And so here's mine. I'm just a few things. I have a white terry cloth robe. When I put it on, I feel like I'm at a hotel. Like in, in San Antonio, we have this awesome hotel, Hotel Emma. And that's what I feel like I am. I feel like a diva. Um, a day with nothing on my calendar. So trying to find days like that is huge for me. Uh, robes in general. My fake lashes. Look at my shirt. <laughs> for those that are listening, you can't see it. But I love this little shirt. My husband looked at me and he said, hey, you look just like your shirt today. And I was like, that's a joy. That's a win. Um, my first cup of coffee. It's kind of like your first glass of wine. There's just, there's nothing like it. Um, dancing it out. Sometimes here in the office when I'm starting to hit a slump, I throw on some music. And it can be anything from country to a little bit of rap. What ofs? And I just dance it out. And I'm not a good dancer, but it feels good. Um, Jax, my dog, we go for a walk. And every once in a while, he looks at me and he's like, all right, mom, this is the best walk ever. And he starts kind of like running, but looking at me like we're having fun, right? And I love that look. So I have a list. And when I'm feeling down, when I'm not feeling like leading myself well, that's how I take care of myself. What's your way? You know, put on your oxygen mask. Okay, the next one is decide what type of leader you want to be. So according to um, the assessment, the voices assessment by Giant that we love, they've got a great training program, hoping to share that with you guys soon. A good leader is a combination of being an intentional leader and also being consistent. And it might feel impossible right now during times when things are changing literally from hour to hour, but here is what doesn't have to change. You can decide who you want to be no matter what changes. And that's really cool. Nobody can take that away from you. So for you moms out there listening, maybe you're not even in multifamily, maybe you're, you know, friends that are listening to this, you can decide who you want to be 
no matter what somebody else acts like. And that is something nobody can take away. So no matter what our, how our leaders are responding, let's say you have a boss and you're like, man, or your corporate, you don't like it, you can respond a certain way. So ask yourself, what does it le- look like to lead my team through this time? For a minute, think about yourself six months from now or a year from now. How do you want to be able to think of yourself? You know, I look back and I say, I want to have said, I want to be able to say that I not only said I was going to be encouraging to my team, but that I was in like action. And I love the word encourage because it means to add courage to somebody else. So who couldn't use more courage? And if I can do that in a small way to my team, that's what I want. But what do you want? So keep that picture firm in your mind and every day, every interaction you make, try to hit that mark and you're not going to do it perfectly. Some days you're going to feel like a total failure. Like, I mean, just to share an example, like I had uh, a couple weeks ago with one of my employees, just kind of an interaction that didn't feel good. I jumped on something. I went into that more dominator challenger role because I didn't stop to really read something and I didn't act how I wanted and I felt like I had to fix it because I didn't like it. I said, Barbara, that's not who I want to be. Whether the situation called for it or not, it never calls for it if that's not who I want to be. So, I mean, we all do it. And I think having that target of what does that look like is better to have it and miss it by a little than not have it at all and miss it by a mile, right? So targets are good for us. And that's really going to come back to offering yourself the right amount of challenge and support. So for example, a lot of you answered that you've let go of your routines. Maybe you're eating whatever. Maybe you're staying up super late because you're like, that's my only time to, you know, decompress. But then you're waking up so tired. Maybe you're not getting any exercise. Or maybe you started checking and responding to emails at night. And that's on you, right? So you could say... You could say, well, these are weird times and I'm going to get back on my routine when the time passes. And guys, I'm raising my hand. I did that the first few weeks. Like I hadn't been drinking at all. I wanted to do sugar free for a while. And then I was like, well, if this isn't an excuse (laughs) to have a cocktail. So we all do it, right? But here's what you could say. You could say that or you could challenge yourself and you could say, you know what? Is there a minimal routine that I could start incorporating again? Maybe it's not the full schedule because I've got everybody here and, you know, I'm doing, but could I take a routine that I used to do, you know, in 45 minutes and could I condense it? Like, could I still have my coffee, have a little quiet time to read something? Could I go for a five minute walk? And if I can't, could I do a hundred jumping jacks just super quick to get my heart moving? Could I drink water? Could I make a better choice instead of a Coke to have a water at least one time, you know? So then make sure that it's realistic because you got to, again, say, hey, this is support and this is challenge. I challenge you, Barbara, to get your butt back in gear to a certain extent, but here's how I'm going to support you. And this can also be for policies and procedures. Um, The Miracle Morning is a great book. I recommend it, but sometimes it feels unrealistic because it's like, you know, this long for meditation and this long for journaling. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. But Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So they talk about a minimal viable dose and they say it's better to keep the pattern even if you do a minute of it. So a minute of journaling, write two sentences down. I'm just throwing something out there. But what is your minimal viable dose? What are the rules that you're not going to break? And so those are some things that I've done. 
Um, even for me, I actually hired a coach to help me right now with my eating. And that was just something I did over the years. I've learned I love having a coach for different things. I love to shortcut learning. And so that's something I started a few weeks ago and I'm feeling pretty good. And so, you know, but I'm learning. It's a struggle. It's challenging me, but I have support. And so I knew right now I needed support because I was struggling to do it on my own. So the question is, hey, how can I be the best version of myself? But right now, that best version may look different than it did six weeks ago, six months ago, and that's okay. So whether your leadership offers you this or not, my next suggestion is build your own support system. So for us, we have a leadership team. It's small. It's Lauren, myself, and Amber and Rebecca. There's four of us, and we have um, a couple of others that are kind of our leaders in training. But we meet regularly, the four of us, to kind of offload stresses. And, you know, that's been super important. Let's say you don't have that. Find a group of managers, put out a little ping on Facebook and say, you know, maybe they're, they work with your company or maybe it's just a total Facebook hodgepodge of people all over the country and say, hey, you know, on Wednesdays at the end of the day, can we have just like a little, you know, Zoom call to talk through challenges, how you guys are dealing with this. I challenge you guys to do that because you might say, well, my leadership team isn't doing this, this or this, but you are your leader. You need support. If you're not getting it from your company, get it from yourself and your peers. And you can find that. And again, same thing. If you're listening and you're not in the housing industry or you're in a real estate or whatever, you've got a network. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you've got a network. And the challenges that you guys are facing are unique. And getting the perspective of somebody else is going to be huge. So the next with your team is to communicate often and openly. Y'all, this is the time to talk. Time to talk. <laughs> so while you want to have your regular team meetings, you still want to regularly check in on individual employees because what we've seen, and you guys have seen this too, there are many employees that are just more comfortable talking one-on-one. -on -one. So a few questions to ask, and David really helped us kind of solidify these are, you know, what's been most challenging during this time? It gives you a lot of insight into what someone's dealing with. Well, you know, my mom's three states away and you know, she's a little elderly and, you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but now there's a level of empathy. What has been an unexpected positive experience about this time? Man, I've really loved spending more time at home with my kids. A little something for the future as a, you know, is there some way that you could incorporate more of that in the future? What can I do to support you better? Or where could I offer more support? And then when you see opportunities with a team member that maybe is falling behind, this is a good time to say, you know what? I know this is a really difficult time. Here's what I see. I see an opportunity for you to do, 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 do. I see an opportunity for you here. I know this has been a struggle, but I see an opportunity for you to really step up within our team, for our team to look to you as somebody that comes in on time, looks professional. You really set the pace. Or this is an opportunity for you to really show your X skills that are later going to come in handy for this. So again, paint the picture. Challenges are always opportunities. David would be so proud right now. Okay, what about if you're saying, well, I'm doing that, but I'm burning out with this compassion fatigue because it's a thing. A couple of tips I would say is schedule time for check-ins. Don't do, you know, you have three employees. Don't do them all in one day. Do them, space them out so that you can check. You know, if you know Mondays are especially busy at your office, 
don't do any that day. You know, obviously you're going to say, hey, how was your weekend and things like that. But a deep one-on-one, you might save till Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Have a tiered system. Encourage your team to create a buddy system of support. So pair people up, you know, assistant manager, you, you're buddied up with our, you know, our porter. You check in on him daily. He checks in on you daily. You guys offer encouragement, switch it up the next week. And that's a nice way to get to know each other and to also get some insights that maybe they wouldn't share with you as their manager or their boss. Okay, the next one is provide a North Star. You know, your team doesn't know what the new normal is right now, and they likely have fears and concerns, as do you. So as a leader, we have to offer as much clarity as we can provide, and it might be a challenge if you're dependent on your corporate office that maybe isn't offering a lot of clarity right now. But what you can do to build trust is to share what you know. Outline what does success look like for your team? Um, What is the alignment of what success looks like? How have goals adjusted? You know, maybe things have changed in terms of lease goals or occupancy goals. Expectations, they have to shift, right? So if there's less manpower and more work, then what is the 20% that's driving 80% results? So like, I'm going to give you a super small example. We share a lot of content, but we are actually scaling back a little bit because of capacity. We are tight. We've got less hands doing a lot more work right now. And so because of that, we're just having to pick what is creating the most impact. And so as a leader, you're helping your team do that. I would also encourage having the daily huddle in the morning, help your team set priorities. Something that we've seen is just sometimes because of this fog that everybody is under, seeing priorities is a little bit harder, like what is most important? And so kind of doing that either one-on-one or as a team. And then at the end of the day, a quick recap what challenges, you might find it's necessary to only do one, but literally if you do five minutes every morning, every afternoon, it can go quick and everybody's in the loop. So you're not over communicating. A lot of you just said communication, how you know you feel like you're over communicating and that's the thing. So where you can communicate in groups, if you keep a consistent schedule, everybody knows we do a quick meetup, we have a, you know, a breakfast goodie, we talk, we have a cup of coffee, and it's quick. Everybody's prepared to provide their points. Schedule breaks. This is something during your huddle you can also say, okay, who's taking a break where, who's taking a lunch when, and then schedule focus time. So a lot of you said you're getting constantly pulled in a million directions. This is where the teamwork is going to come in. So you can say to your assistant manager, I need X number of minutes, hours to knock out X. Can you cover from, you know, 930 to 10:30, 100% anything that's needed? Take a message, you know, here you have my trust and take that one hour of focus time. And do that for your team too. So if you're, you know, doing applications or you're planning an event or you're doing different things, Offer staggered focus time. The other thing is get creative with your communication. I'm going to just share how we've done it. So at the very beginning, we were having very regular team meetings um, just to make sure like everybody was on the same page. Something I did as our team leader, as you know, the, the kind of setting the pace for our team is I would do regular Loom videos. You guys have heard me talk about this free tool. So it shows my face. I'm talking just like I'm talking here on this blog. And I'm saying to my team, here's what's going on. I was very, very transparent with our team. Lauren and I made that decision from the beginning. What are our collections? Will there have to be layoffs? 
What, what's our contingency plan? What are our goals? What does success look like for us, right? So those Loom videos on days when I did not have the capacity to rally a team in a team setting or there just wasn't a ton of updates, I would do a quick Loom video. Sometimes it was a minute, sometimes it was 10 minutes. I think one of them was 14 minutes, right? So it was a way for me to visually stay connected. Then we would have our regular team meetings and then we would have smaller team meetings. So small team meetings could be inside, outside staff, different departments. We paused our one-on-ones the first few weeks because literally it was all hands on deck. Our members just needed different, you know, notices, events. It, we, we have been slammed and we're super thankful for our members sticking with us. But we paused that and here in the last week or so, we've resumed our one-on-ones different, but still focusing on opportunities. And then we use uh, Slack and we chat each other all day long. Okay, some practical steps, conserve bandwidth. So for the team, if you're delegating, Michael Hyatt, look up levels of delegation. You can, if you have a task and you don't, you don't want any confusion about how you want a task completed, you can assign a level of delegation. And when the team is all on board with the lingo, they know what's required. Um, a couple of other things is create videos like this one right here for frequently asked questions so that when your residents are emailing 10 times, you have either a video or an email template done. Put it in a Google Doc and you guys share it with your team. Part of the fatigue is having to come up with responses over and over and over again. So have some canned responses that you can customize. And then again, like I said, cover for every single person to have a focused hour. It's going to need scheduled, but that way people can actually do their best work. And at the end of the day, if you just knocked out one or two things that were your big things, you'll feel like you're moving forward. Dealing with decision fatigues. What decisions could you make to eliminate all others? If you set some rules and some boundaries in place, hey, this is our policy on X. Hey, this is our rule for this. Set the team. That's something you guys could talk about. So for us... I'll share one of those things. We used to not prepay. Prepay for prints, there was a portion that we did. Well, we made a decision. We're doing prepayment on all prints right now because we want to make sure we're in a good cash flow place. That was a decision we made across the board so we didn't have to evaluate every single one that came through. Now, as things shift, reevaluate those decisions because we have lightened up on some of that. Those are the kind of things I'm talking about. You're slowing down to speed up. You're creating FAQ pages, best practices in Google Doc that everyone can see, that everyone can borrow from, and everyone can add to. You slow down so you can speed up. Dealing with compassion fatigue. Um, my buddy Ramel, who I just think is just so spot on with all things people, is uh, he did a great article. So search LinkedIn, find Ramel Anakin, and he did a great article on how to deal with compassion fatigue. One of the best things that he said was limit social media. You're getting stimulation all day. Your family, your employees, your residents, your clients, limit what you consume. So I always say consume with, with, <laughs> with care, not with scare. Okay, what about dealing with angry clients or residents? This was something that it came up, we know people have a little bit of a shorter fuse, and a lot of times they're letting it out on you guys. Keep it in perspective, read it coming from that mom that's at home with three kids. Read it from somebody that just lost their job. Read it from somebody that's worried about their parents across the country. Have a little fun with it. You know, think about Jimmy Fallon when he reads those mean tweets. Read it with a little bit of humor. You know, all we can do is laugh. 
we created for our team a response channel. So say somebody gets an email and they're very unsure of how to respond, they can drop it in there. We found that we just have a few team members that have a way with words. This provides a resource to kind of share everybody's brain. Again, that's through Slack. Um, mini breaks, I mentioned that earlier, studies show every 52 minutes, so you could do something fun. If you wanna take the lead on that, throw on a song. Hey guys, it's our two minute break. It doesn't have to be a long break. Every 52 minutes, stand up, stretch, you know, go to the bathroom, do whatever you need, get a cup of water, but every 52 minutes, shake it out. Okay, create a sense of belonging. This one was shared with me um, through one of my content contributors, Monique, and I thought this section was really good. She said, invite and accept feedback. If something isn't working well or at all, we need to know. Create an environment where employees can come to you with questions, concerns, and suggestions, and then when they do, listen. If the idea works for your company, try to implement it. And again, I would just say kind of as a caveat is a lot of that is going to depend on the relationship you've established with your employees ahead of time. Give credit and recognize good work. Uh, when somebody has a brilliant idea, give them credit. They need that confidence. And I think that's a really good thing to do. Find ways to share positive feedback. So amidst the crappy news, our team needs to have a very clear vision. They need to know the vision. They need to know the level of impact they're having on residents, on each other. So for us, same thing. We have a Slack channel called Testimonials. And anything nice that we hear from a client, we drop it in there. It boosts the morale of our designers, our customer service team, even our accounting person. She, Cassie, she gets all sorts of great emails like, thank you so much for being so patient and wonderful to work with. Who doesn't want to hear that? And it boosts us as a team like, hey, we're doing good work. So find a way to shout that out. Even share it on social media. It just gives, again, that boost. And then let your team know like, hey, I featured you on social. Okay, schedule some fun things. This is where the motivation comes in. You guys might think, Barbara, why didn't you start with the fun things? And I think what I want to just kind of like really hone in on is the fun things are good, but if you don't have the practical foundational work with your team if you don't have the trust there there's no amount of like fun things that are gonna cover over a crappy relationship or crappy trust factor right so the fun things come after we're doing the things that show that we really care so a couple of things that we've done and I'm sure you guys can come up with a billion more because I've seen so many good ones is you can do a zoom happy hour um, so we've scheduled a lot of our team meetings at the end of the day, 30 minutes before, and just said, hey, everybody can have a cocktail while we do our meeting and they can have, you know, whatever they're drinking and everybody shows it. We also have done a Zoom talent show. So really awesome. Sierra from our team plays the fiddle and she even got her husband. They play together. Um, I'm not quite sure what instrument he plays, but they played. It was like a concert for the Sprout team. We celebrated an anniversary. Cassie had her five-year anniversary. We all made signs and showed them just celebrating what we can celebrate. We, Rebecca shared uh, her best biscuit recipe that she has perfected over years. She said it's a little bit um, Joanna Gaines and a few other things. So she's borrowed. And I think the secret is in the butter. Lots and lots of butter, frozen butter cut into things. <laughs> anyway, we'll share it with you guys. Um, and then Monique from our team has been learning Portuguese. So she taught us a phrase. Just so cool. It was something different and we get to know each other. Why didn't we do this before? 
Um, we also did a coloring contest. We did it for our members, but we did it internally. And I was shocked. Like it was actually people outside of the design department that fell in love with doing this. And so that was really cool. People did watercolors, markers, pencils, all different things. Last week we did a fitness challenge. So every day Marcy posted in our channel what our challenge was and then we all did videos, which has inspired us to do TikTok videos. Rebecca from our team has been on the bandwagon with TikTok forever. So she kicked us into gear. She's been doing TikTok videos with her and her new baby and they're, they're awesome. And then we started to do some of them. So doing squats, doing lunges, like all sorts of fun things. And every day it forced us, it did a two in one. We got a little break, we moved our bodies and we had fun. So three in one, um, a themed Zoom. So that's happening for us today. We're having a Life's a Beach and it's all about riding the waves of change, which is gonna be a theme for us. So we're all showing up in beach attire. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and then additional resources outside of yourself. So if there's somebody at your community that maybe offers yoga or just mental health, you know, a therapist or things like that, or a teacher, whatever, invite them to come onto your meeting and do a 10 minute share session. So for us also this week, we're having our coach come on and help us work through some things as a team. And so if you have additional resources, it could even be your regional supervisor or a manager from another community that's just really good at something. Use what you can. Um, so as I say, this is the time for us to really focus on leading ourselves so that we can lead our teams. I heard something today that said, find the gift in the shift. And you guys know I love it when things rhyme so that we can remember uncover opportunities. What is bubbling up? You know, when times are good, you don't see what you're made of. Um, there's a there's a thought that when we allow ourselves to see some of the things that are maybe qualities that we don't love during this crisis, when else would we have an opportunity to see how we would respond to things, to find things that we can work on, little cracks in our armor, so to speak. So when you see a negative thing, a trait or something, don't beat yourself up. Use it as an opportunity to learn and say, when else would I have known that I would react to X during X? I need to, I need to polish that up. I need to work on that, right? Let yourself imagine what could be. What are the things that, you know, I'm enjoying out of this that changes the way life looks like? And what don't I want to go back to normal? So guys, this was so long and I'm so sorry, but I just wanted to pour out my heart and kind of just share all these things. And it was doing this was such good therapy for me because it was a reminder of one, it was a good thing to see the challenges that we've been overcoming and just kind of seeing even from where we were eight weeks ago, feeling like we're in a groove. But it was also really good to just have a tactical approach. So for those of you that are listening, remember, you can always go to marketinghomemarketingyou.com and you can get the blog version of this or the video version. And I hope to keep this conversation going because I think this is an important one. So let us continue to lead ourselves so that we can lead others and find the gift in the shift. And I've got to show you guys my super cute t-shirt. You got to get on to see my video, things that are bringing me joy, this t-shirt. 
All right, y'all. See you guys next week. Thanks for hanging out with me. It means the world to me. And I cannot wait to see how you lead your teams and motivate them to the other side of it.